as the court clerk, all rise. The High Court Civil Division is now in session with Honorable Judge Ayman Kukumba presiding. Thank you. You may be seated. The court is now in session. We call case number 3774, Isaac Ato versus the Generational Status Quo. Are the plaintiffs ready? Yes, your lordship. Is the defense ready? We are, your honor. Now we shall hear opening statements from the plaintiff's side and from the defense. The plaintiffs, the floor is yours. Thank you so much, your honor. I salute everyone at court today. My name is Kukumba Gamuka, and I'm on the plaintiff's side together with fellow counsel Mahad Mugera. Um, your Honor, the case at hand today is of Kato Faizo versus the generational status quo. In the document you have on your table, and in what we are going to see in the proceedings of this case, Kato Faizo and the Cucumber Method podcast saw it fit that the generational status quo, the current generations, the, the Generation Z, the 90s kids, to the, uh, for, for, for a period from the 90s to around the 2000s, the late 2010s, the early 2010s, those are the current generation. They are the future of this world and more so of this country, Uganda. They are in between a hard place where they are having an older generation of filled with conservatism and um, rigidness and they are faced with that trauma and if they do not work on that trauma so that they can have their, their, their offsprings and their future generations molded and nurtured well, we may well as well not have uh, a sane community in the podcast today and in the proceedings of court we're gonna see a lot ranging from Kato Faizo's um trial personal trial and then how he moved on to persecute or to prosecute the generation the public but this is all in a bid to raise awareness to put up the flags to make them wake up onto what they are supposed to do. I rest my case, Your Honor. Thank you so much, Council Kukumba. I'm very happy that I have a namesake in all my years at court, 25 and above. I haven't, and it's nice to see a young blood like you here on. The defense, please, take the stage. Kukumba, Kukumba, Kukumba. Dear listeners of the Kukuma Method Podcast, I hope you kind of enjoyed <laughs> that short audio drama. 
we are on the episode of the trial of Faisal Kato and now we are going to go into the proceedings. Oh, let me say for our case or in our context, the interview with counsel, a budding law student actually, he's still a counsel, counsel of Faisal Kato and we see what he has to say. Um, I really, really implore you guys to finish this episode. Please do, you know. When And uh, I'd like to implore something small. When you see something that has a long duration, um, I, I, I was tempted to say I should cut this short, but a lot of sense was being spoken and a lot of tables were being shaken, I would say, in my own opinion, and a lot of wakening and sh- okay, yeah, t- checking tables was being done and I thought I should let this go for as long as it can go so I pers- a person who's going to finish this episode is really going to get a lot in terms of you know bettering themselves if you already know something about what we're talking about you could always share it to someone who actually needs it welcome this is the cucumber method and now we're going to my interview with Faiso Kato <laughs> So now, Faisal. Salam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you doing? Um, alhamdulillah. Um, it's a bittersweet feeling, of course. Uh, as an Arsenal fan, <laughs> we haven't recovered fully from uh, missing out on winning the Premier League a few weeks ago. Uh, then also having exams coming up. Coming up, definitely. There exams. is a lot of stress. Oh, and you're in final year. Yeah, definitely. How is but it feeling? Optimistic. Mm. Of course, we have we have to be strong. We have to be optimistic that everything will come our way. Mm. Yeah, so that's how it is basically. Oh my God! Let's first talk about this Arsenal thing. Also, I happen to be an Arsenal mm-hmm. fan. What happened? What led to us? They call, they're calling it bottling the league last in the last half of the of, of the of the competition well i think uh football is so much about experience mm. okay i know people that follow football so much will say there is a season i, I think 16 17 when leicester city won it mm. and people would be like uh, they were not as experienced i mean they had just uh, they had just graduated from um the championship then played only one season in the division and then later on the following season they won the league but when you look at this Arsenal team how young they are they're actually the youngest team in the league their manager is doing this uh, for the first time as a job coaching being the head coach and uh, overall manager of a football club I think the pressure um, put on them by that Manchester City side, having a brilliant player like Haaland, having a brilliant coach like uh, Pep Guardiola and the quality in their team. Mm. I think it was too much for them to cope up with, mm. given the fact that uh, at the beginning, I, I believe of the season, the objective was to qualify for Champions League, but they found themselves in the title race. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so it, it must have been difficult for them to cope with the pressure. So they ended up drawing and losing and eventually missing out on the trophy definitely and actually i've, I've grown up hearing that arsenal is always um signing young people signing young mm. boys signing it's known for i think it's known for that yeah, right yeah, yeah it's known for signing. Known, they're known for it it's uh, like um their transfer policy mm. 
they, they really go for young and promising talents. Mm. But unlike uh, what Ateta is doing currently at the club, yes, they are young players, but you see they have a lot of experience, mm. which is not the same case with what maybe Asena and the coaches before were doing. They could go for raw talent that still had a lot to prove that maybe hadn't uh, played a number of games. Mm. But when you, look, when you look at what Ateta is doing, you sign, like, for example, the club captain today, Odegaard, he had enough cups uh, at uh, Real Madrid, his former team, then mm. also uh, for the Norwegian national team. Then you look at a player like William Saliba in the defense. He had decent cups at St. Etienne where he was before mm. joining Arsenal, then Arsenal also loaning him off. Mm. You, know. mm. you look at the goalkeeper Ramsdale. Mm. So yes, the, 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 the culture of signing young players is there mm. but this time around the experience that they have is quite more promising and it gives us hope that maybe we might have fallen short this season mm. but who knows what can happen next season when i was talking to some some man city fan and he was like man i don't know if we were that was sarcasm he was like mm. man i feel like i want arsenal to win this this was like i think in the beginning of this semester in february I want Arsenal to win this this cup. I want to win. It. I want them to win it because if they don't win it this time, they won't win it ever. Because um, this season you are seeing Liverpool is from be having a previous big yeah. season. Mm. You're seeing Manchester is from having Manchester from having a previous big season. So mm. now this season they have been quite exhausted and tired, but they are still you know they are underdogs. They're now laying low. But okay. next season, <laughs> next I season. I don't, I don't know. I don't buy into that argument. Okay. It is true we had a chance, to mm. be honest. Um, when you look at how other teams started off the season. But I really believe we still have room for improvement. Mm. No one, for example, when you look at... There is that tweet that circulated so much over how different pundits of Sky Sports had predicted mm. the top four by the end of the season. And few of them had put Arsenal in fourth position. Most of them did not even consider... Arsenal to even uh, make top four this season. Mm. But against such odds, that young team with such a young manager, you know, they were in position to put up a fight. They earned Champions League. They actually were the first team in England this season to secure Champions League football. So if they can make the right additions in the summer, mm. in the transfer window, I believe they can do it again. Why? I remember there was a season when Liverpool fell short as well by one point. Mm. They actually lost only one game in the entire season. Mm. So the hunger that they got from missing out on the trophy by only one point is what inspired them. them to now fight more and harder the following season. That's what I expect from Arsenal mm. next season. Mm. It's now up to the board and whoever is in charge of the transfers to make sure that we get our targets, mm. we get the right players, mm. and that hunger as well, psychologically, mm. will make us a force to recommend. And players. I also think that since they had begun this season with qualifying for the Champions League, mm. I think they have achieved that. They just yeah. found themselves in the title race yeah, along the way. Definitely. And I'm thinking if they still come out next season saying we want to now win Premier League, definitely. I think they, they, they can actually do it. Yeah, they can do it, of course. Because they've now tested of how it feels like mm. to be on top of the table for that long. 
they hope even they might believe you could even see it on their faces when for example we drew with southampton at home with mm. three mm. you really saw it on their faces they wanted to win it even michael in his press conferences he was now no longer shy about it he said yes we can still win the title even after we had gotten um, out of the first spot he could still say it we can win the title we can win it so it means they now have the hunger they have the belief that yes you can actually do it mm. and tactically i think they have what it takes mm. um they just need to have enough squad depth because i think badala one of the challenges that we we got and um, they impacted that they impacted us negatively in the title race is uh, the injury of William Saliba mm. in the defense mm. and also Tomiyasu also in the defense that we didn't have enough options and like a team like Man City mm. that even if they got injuries they would still replace those injured players with quality players with quality still players. and you, you wouldn't even feel the, the impact gap, yeah. so if we can work on that i believe it's it's just obvious we are going to be a first trip <laughs> inshallah so now let's talk about man city for a while because it's now yeah it, it, it took the premier league thing right yeah. so now it's remaining with fa and champions, and champions league, league. they're remaining you, with only those two trophies do you think they're winning both <laughs> to, be, to be honest to be honest with you i wouldn't want them to win the champions league for <laughs> only one reason <laughs> for only one reason uh, i mean we, we've always had them as a consolation whenever people say Arsenal has never won the Champions League. Mm. And we are also like, even Manchester City has never won the Champions League. Are you going to say it's a small club? Mm. So that defense is going to be affected if at all Man City wins. Uh, Definitely. But when you look at the quality that they have, Erling Haaland actually today. Yeah, he has been the main player been, of the month. He has been crowned player of the season and also young player of the season. Wow. He has scored, I think he's the first player in the, in, uh, Premier League history to score 60 goals across different competitions by a Premier League player. So that that kind of potency in their squad, the quality Kevin De Bruyne is in on in Definitely. Uh, on form of uh, his life. They have what it takes to win it. However, <laughs> it is going to be difficult also considering the fact that they are playing against Manchester United, which is going to be a derby. Mm. Uh, in the FA Cup final, mm. you know derbies they are never easy games, mm. so you never know, things may not go their way. But they have what it takes. However, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult. People, yeah. are, people, people are, I, I saw many Manchester City fans like, and this is the team we are meeting on third June. And this is, <laughs> <laughs> it's like they are already conceded. By the way, even Inter Milan seems to be a stubborn team, the one that they are playing in the final mm, Champions, Champions League. League. When you look at the, the, their tactical assemble, when you look at how they play. Mm. They are compact in uh, the middle, even defensively, they are difficult to break down. Mm. They are so good on counter-attacks. Mm. So you would imagine that also the fact that they are in the final, honestly, it's something you cannot overlook. You cannot overlook, so definitely. So you, you, you would imagine that they will also give Man City a run for its for money in the final. Mm. But let's wait and see. Let's definitely wait and see. Now, <laughs> for the 10 minutes here, we've been talking about sports, our dear listeners, but... Now we need to get to know who we are talking to. So, um, Faizo, please first introduce yourself. Who you are? Yes. My name is uh, Faizo Kato, Abdulatif Mulumba, but I commonly go by Faizo Kato. Mm. And uh, I am um, a student at Macquarie University pursuing for a bachelor's degree in laws. Yes. When, actually, 
I mean, an overstay, like mm. we shall get to discover later on. Yes. Uh, then I also happen to be uh, a student leader. Mm. I've been a student leader uh, for a while in the Muslim community at Makerere University. Mashallah. At school and college level and also the executive level of uh, the Makerere University Muslim Students Association. Yes. Yeah, but also before we even delve that far, mm. allow me to first commend you. Mm. I know maybe <laughs> I, know, I know maybe it is coming in at the wrong point. It's okay. But honestly I want to commend you for the good job you're doing. I understand you. <laughs> I understand being in Africa, being in Uganda, being at Makere University. <laughs> it it really means uh, we can understand the kind of conditions mm. you have to fight against to embark on such a beautiful project. Yes. I pray that Allah enables you to to fulfill its potential and also Definitely. see it reaching its uh, highest heights. of heights, yes. inshallah. inshallah. Yeah, so basically that's why I'm... Alright, so where did you go for your for your level, for your high school? You know, you could describe your childhood a oh, little bit. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, where, where should I start? That, Just is, <laughs> that is actually a, a loaded question. Mm. But um, I, I'm so proud of my kindergarten school before i even look at mm. uh, where i went for high school mm. because uh, it is one of those few kindergarten schools that are still existent mm. people of my age bracket that went to kindergarten school very many of them have their former kindergarten schools replaced by buildings <laughs> you know, <laughs> Definitely. and whatnot mm. so my my kindergarten school was called always it is still called bright angels it is located in Munyonyo. Mm. I went there. Uh, then afterwards, I joined Machinde Junior Academy mm. for, I think, three years or so. I'm mm. not so certain. But what I recall afterwards, I joined Buganda Road Primary School. Mm. And that's where I sat my Peace PLE way. from. Mm. Uh, so after Buganda Road, I go to an Islamic Theological Institute, which is Buziga Islamic, yeah. for six years. You're there. And I think you can understand the kind of uh, life I had to live, given the fact that it applies Sharia law. Mm. You know, you, you do not have to, to to sit with girls in class. You know, you have uh, basically a lot of scrutiny between... There is a lot of scrutiny put on people of the different gender, mm. if they are together. together it is limited in time you know that kind of experience so i was there for six years and uh, that's where my journey of being a student leader started mm. from um i think form one mm. all through to form six mm. i was a student leader wow uh where i actually even ended up occupying the highest office of student leadership mm. then <laughs> <laughs> not That's to good. brag, not to brag. You, you should, you should. It's very okay. <laughs> I understand. Um, so, yes, afterwards I joined Makere University and it was a challenge for me now to transition mm. into the secular environment. Because mm. I was coming from uh, an environment of sheikhs, maybe sheikhats. Mm. Everyone is veiling, long dresses everywhere, you know. Everyone greets you with the salam. Everyone is citing the traditions of the prophet before they do anything, that kind of environment. Mm. Then you transition into a, uh, an environment where people are, of course, from 
uh, different backgrounds, the diversity mm. in Makerere. People are free to do almost whatever they want. The Every, dress code, everything. <laughs> dress code is different. Everything is almost different. So I had to transition mm. into um, this new surrounding of mine. And Alhamdulillah, I think I've um, adapted well mm. to, to, to what I'm required of as a, a Mac student. By the way, you are Kato. You have a, a, a sibling. Is it a she or a he? It's a she, by the way. A twin sister. Wow. Yeah, I, you're in the same level like is she doing something else yeah um i'm actually donning emperor records shirt Mm -hmm. that's where she happens to work at the moment Mm. yeah she got done with campus i think two years ago Mm. when i was in my third year Mm. because her course uh, she uh, she she did psychology bachelor's of psychology was for three years so she left me behind, mm. struggling with the law. <laughs> with the law. Yeah. But I also happened to have an um, elder brother. Mm. Then also other little cousins that I spend a lot of time with when I'm at home. So by the way, this twin dynamic, because we, with most times with boy, girl, with boy, boy, girl, girl, they're actually really mm. close. Do you, do you feel like growing up you have been close to your twin? Yes, I would say actually. Um, I, I consider her um, my partner in crime. <laughs> it's just that recently, because of me being still at campus and her also being in a different, in different domain of, now. Yeah, of working, uh, there is a challenge. But growing up, it was actually quite interesting that uh, we, we had a lot of fights. <laughs> we actually still do have the fights, even up to today. I was even having a conversation yesterday with some person and I was telling them, Mm. that I think one of the biggest manifestations of love in people mm. is how often they fight mm. and how quickly they get resolved mm. how mm. They've, uh, they've been fighting or what they've been fighting over because I've lived to experience that with, uh, with your sister yeah with my sister we've been to the same schools you mm. know we've uh, been in the same space for Throughout a very long period of time, so we have the closeness, it's there. May it, may it kill, still continue to, and you know, may you guys still find your way back together. Amen, Amina. Definitely. So now, now let's first get into this law thing. You know, people are doing law, like you yeah. hear them crying, <laughs> asking for help. They're like, what is happening with my life? The cost becomes heavy at some, at some point. Yeah, it's true. Um, well, I think just like any other thing mm. in life, you have to prioritize what you're passionate about. Mm. Personally, what led me into law school, to be honest with you, when I was growing up, okay, I'm still growing up, yeah. but I'm now Younger. a bit older <laughs> yeah. than I was way back. Mm. I had aspirations for politics a lot. Mm. And I really thought that for you to become competent as a leader, you at least have to know the laws. Mm. that you're going to be subject to the laws that the people you want to lead are subject to. Mm. So I, I had the passion to study the law. I remember even in high school, I used to spare some time off in the library, look for the Ghanaian constitution, go through it. There were books about the American constitution and its history, go through them. Mm, mm. Because of the, the, the idea and the imagination I had in my head of the person I wanted to become. So you naturally don't want to not no, Yeah, not knowing that I was going to walk through hell <laughs> <laughs> for me to reach there if I'm to reach there anyway. But uh, 
so that's what leads me into law school mm. but of course I, I don't want to to judge the entire course based on my personal limitations mm. Mm. Um, law school is a beautiful place to be mm. I have very many people that I know of that have gotten their lives turned around you know that have enjoyed the fruits of studying the law mm. the very many opportunities that studying the law brings about, brings about like for example people that moot mm. you get chance of uh, traveling around the world because of uh, your oratory and uh, mooting ability mm. you know mm. also the connections that you make um the friendships that come along with that and also how it enhances on your intellectual ability mm. because in the law or at law school they train you to say whatever you're saying with evidence mm. you know so it, it means it sharpens you as a person that is going to get involved in arguments mm. sooner or later. Mm. So it has a lot of beauty about it, mm. but um, it also has a dark side, especially oh. for people that are procrastinative and maybe not as much focused. On what they want. On, yeah, on, on the law, the course mm, in particular. So. Yeah. Mm. so it has a dark side to it that maybe we can't talk about on this particular platform. Definitely. And then also, um, let's talk about, you know, sometimes the law, now let's go into the profession itself. The law has seemed to be not quite just out there. I would say, I'm basing maybe, maybe on the American system, mm. even here on the, on, on, on the Ugandan system, there are those instances, yes, it requires evidence. Mm. And on, on that say, on that particular basis, mm. do you, anyways, I think I, I get where it requires evidence, but mm. there are those certain instances mm. where it's it's quite, it, it, it just seems to be very unfair. It just seems to be, okay, I, I think it depends on the lenses you're wearing to look at fairness. Mm. It depends on maybe what you personally appreciate as fairness. Mm. Because fairness may not always uh, be um, what everyone would want it to be like. Mm. But to me, fairness is what is more reasonable at the moment, mm. what is uh, more just at the moment. You have a situation where someone has been murdered, for example. Mm. Yes, maybe it happened out of accident yes maybe it happened out of these different maybe justifiable situations but at the end of the day you still have an innocent life lost so the question becomes yes the question becomes yes you did it in accident yes maybe there is a justification behind it but there is a life lost mm. so how do you offset that how do you balance that equation becomes the question mm. so I, I, but of course I'm, I'm alive to the fact that especially in Africa, but not only, um, the justice system sometimes gets tampered with, mm, mm, um, mm. maybe sometimes to fit um, the interests of different key actors and players in um, the world, in the politics, you know, in those aspects that influence mm. justice at the end of the day. So, but, but at the end of the day, I think what is most important is uh, siding with the truth and the just and also denouncing the unjust. 
Definitely, I feel like that question. That question, I, I haven't prepared. I didn't prepare for it very well to have particular examples because it came. It came exactly as when you're talking about law. But anyways, let's move on. Mm. Let's move on to your journey. Your, what have been your highlights in my journey here at law school at law in school. my career? Because I mean, it's I'm scared because me. I've I'm, my course is mm. three years and like mm. it's the end of year two, and I'm like, how is it the end of year two? And they just have one more. Yeah, I feel like campus. I should stay for camp to campus in like for some for some more time. Does the word highlights call for positive moments? I think it. You could say those moments that have stood. Yeah, I think it could be positive and negative that have stood out for you. Okay, I think we can for now limit it to positive okay. moments. <laughs> All uh, right. To, to be honest with you, it's it's maybe something to some other person that could be trivial or something you can overlook. But to me. Uh, the fact that I was conferred with leadership of people in uh, the Muslim community at the School of Law, mm. to me that is uh, something I treasure so much because, one, I did not vie for the office. Mm. It's actually some other person that was nominated for it. Mm. So that person stood down in favor of me. Mm. When, when they um, appointed them, because that was the system at play then, the mm. outgoing leaders of uh, the School of Law Muslim Union could sit down and assess different people mm. and see who was best suit for mm. the responsibility of leadership. So when they did the assessment, they figured some other person out. Mm. And that person, to him, I had what it took Not to serve, yeah, to serve uh, the union better. Mm. So this person informs me of his decision and... To be honest, it stands out. It 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 stands out out a lot because I think most of the great experiences I've had in Makerere University sprout from that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, the, the different people I've gotten to meet uh, of influence, um, uh, the different friendships I've gotten to build, mm. like Ayman. You know, yeah, of, <laughs> of, the, of the cucumber method. The cucumber <laughs> method. <laughs> it's it's. I think all rooting in that mm. to me it stands out a lot because I've I've gotten to also uh, put on test my ability to lead. Mm. You know about the aspirations I have. Mm. Inshallah, to maybe become a leader someday. So it has given me an opportunity to put that to, to test. test and see where the gaps are that need to be filled, where the strengths are that need to be uh, kept a hold on, you know, mm. all those things. Mm. So I will really point that out at the moment as one outstanding highlight for me. Okay. Now let's get to the dark stuff. Now, <laughs> the dark side. <laughs> the dark stuff. What have been your highlights? Uh, the ones that have hit you hard and you're like, I'll forever remember this. <laughs> Of course, I'm not going to uh, start disclosing my love voice uh, here. <laughs> <laughs> which have been a very, which have been of audience too. <laughs> but if, yeah, yeah. If I were to be honest, if I were to be honest, I think that's where I would start my lamentation from. <laughs> but um, I think we have uh, to start maybe on. Um, Let's first with the mother love thing. I saw this tweet where I was saying. Mm. Um, I, I hope everyone gets to experience that kind of love that makes you write poems. Definitely. It has? I have. Actually, I do write poems. Mm. Yeah, I do write poems. The, the challenge that I have is that uh, 
I'm not good at reciting them. Mm. But coming up with them, I do. You can. Yeah, I do write and I do create. And any, just like any other person that has ever created will tell you, mm. what inspires a creative in most cases is their experiences. Mm. It's so hard for you to sit down and maybe try to come up with something mm. and you go outside your cal- your current state of feeling. Mm. You will always be inspired by and what? it will be informed by, by what you're feeling at the moment. Mm. So, yes, I've been there. Yeah, uh, rejections. Rejection. Rejections. Or <laughs> even being accepted at some point. Then later on, you get reached. Reje- you know, oh, God. Those kind of things. But I think the most outstanding of them all came last year mm. when I got suspended Ooh. from uh, the School of Law. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's something we can actually laugh about now because of uh, yeah, what, what, has, what has transpired. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's the most outstanding dark experience I've had at campus. Why were you suspended? What happened? Uh, <laughs> if we can, if you, if yeah, yeah, if you mind us asking. Yeah, definitely. Mm. It all goes back to 2020 mm. when we had the outbreak of the pandemic. Mm. Uh, the challenge with the pandemic is that, uh, of course, it affected different people mm. differently. But as students, most of us, because of the too much time, the respite we had outside the academic world, you had your books closed. Mm. You couldn't attend to classes. Definitely. So we started finding passion and purpose in other ventures, in other things generally that Mm. life had to offer. So as a person, I got myself bought so much into football because I've always wanted it. I've always loved it. So I I end up losing my student self. Mm. So, uh, after very many months of lockdown, I don't remember specifically the number. So, the president releases a bit. I Mm. think because as a world globally, we had found solutions to how how cope with the pandemic, how to live with it, you know, Mm. all that kind of stuff. So we come back. I don't know if you guys had joined the university yet. Not yet. We're you, still you, hustling. Are, you are somewhere in high school. Man. <laughs> I never want to go back to high school. <laughs> You're still somewhere in high school waking up early in the morning. Oh, God. Thankfully, uh, I no longer do. suffering in, in morning prep. <laughs> <laughs> With dozing in that yeah. cold. Uh-huh. So for us, when we are here, um, we get to do papers online. Mm. And that's where now the problem came in. And uh, the setting was like, you download the exam, it was always put online. There's a system that you had to register into. Then you download the exam. Then the instructions were clear, actually similar to the ones that we are subject to even outside the pandemic. You're I saw a meme to do, today. You're <laughs> supposed <laughs> to do the exam alone. What was the meme? I saw a meme saying, even exam rules can be amended. Definitely. <laughs> They should amend some because, of these examples. I've, I've been victimized somewhere. I think I'm an advocate for that now. We uh-huh. can amend the rules. <laughs> we can amend the rules. Uh-huh. For, for the betterment of mental health experiences of people. Mm. So the, uh, the, the, the the instruction was simple. You have to do the exam alone. Mm. So me together with other friends that were still trying to resuscitate the student self in us. Mm. We're like, but I mean we can go around this thing. 
we download the exam yes we sit down each one of us gets one question you do then the other one then afterwards you share what you've done mm. so we could allocate just one question to each other mm. it was a total of four questions mm. standard we were i think five yeah five in total so you sit each one gets one question that they're going to attempt so after you've done it you give it to the other colleagues they edit it out you know <laughs> in how many hours i think we were given around eight hours online. what what yeah that was a lot because we could start at around eight mm. and um, submit the answer sheet at um five or six why 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 are they giving you this long because we were we were doing it of course in unusual mm. times uh we had to keep self-distancing mm. so what you could do was download the exam, do it alone, then submit. So it could take a lot of time mm. uploading all those answer sheets of different people hey. that had sat for the exam. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So that's why we are given a lot of time. Mm. And also some people were given an option of handwriting. Mm. So you, they had to handwrite. Or actually the other thing I think that they considered was typing. Mm. Because you know we are Africans. Mm. These things, especially in Uganda, people get technology literate later on in, in life. life so Someone. typing typing is quite a challenge mm. so i think they considered that maybe an average student in makere that studied somewhere they didn't even do computer as, <laughs> as an option <laughs> you know <laughs> they could type a word maybe maybe five words per 10 minutes mm. some, some, something of the sorts they had their metrics so they gave us that a lot of time mm. So, um, yeah, we do the papers, and uh, the challenge was, that was now first semester, when the entire university did mm. exams online. Yeah. So what happened was, I got to retake all, all the papers I did that semester, mm. five of them. Mm. I retake all of them, because I think they were lenient in their own point of view, mm-hmm. instead of... Uh, exposing us to the suspensions or the expulsions alternatives mm. they chose to fail us mm. once they figured out that you had the same answers with some other person they failed you so that's what happened to us mm. it was heartbreaking of course <laughs> i remember i received i received those results when i was uh, doing my internship mm a certain law firm in Kampala will not disclose of course <laughs> <laughs> because we are not allowed to advertise okay <laughs> okay <laughs> so I was there and uh, I received results of my poor performance mm. and I remember to be honest with you I had to open the door and the window close to me because I had started suffocating <laughs> nobody had to yeah. <laughs> but as an Arsenal fan of course we are used to heartbreaks <laughs> By that time, you are used. <laughs> As an fans, we are used to heartbreaks, mm. disappointments. Yeah. You know, so we know how to gather ourselves up. Mm. So I was like, okay, this has happened, but we'll go again. Good enough. I'm in third year. I still have room. I can do this retext. But you know, it's a heavy load. It's a heavy load, definitely. Because that makes the paper you're going to do that particular semester, mm. where you're going to do these ones, mm. 10 in total. Mm. So, second semester comes in we had started getting back on our feet as a country from COVID. So 
physical exams were allowed to be done mm. but as the school of law now being the lawyers in training mm. we requested <laughs> for online exams mm. the same system that was given to us second sem yeah second semester mm. so we are allowed as the school of law only to do papers online download the papers oh the same system now this time around i think they felt like this is becoming too much uh so we had actually successfully edited most of the work mm. but still you, when you're doing something wrong you cannot be as as, mm. as good at it so we get our names uh pinned on uh, the school notes board being summoned to appear before the board of irregularities and something something committee mm. where I had to be tried for malpractice so as be, be, being the lawyers uh, <laughs> this time around we were in fourth year actually mm. in second semester mm. on the verge of finishing the course this is when we get to say our name speed so what happens is that uh, we said but we are almost completing the program mm. let's assume we are lawyers in practice and clients come to us with this case they are being tried for malpractice how do you go about it so mm. we started concocting defenses <laughs> coming up with what we are going to say when when our trial came about mm. until an idea crossed my head i told them okay we are doing all this but as the lawyers in making let's look for the scripts they are basing on to charge us mm. so uh we go we, we look out because remember we're doing the papers online mm. we look out for those papers that were charging us best one mm. and we saw that actually the content was the same so as a person what i did was to look for the university rules and regulations on examinations and examination malpractice and i realized that actually the law was sameness of content however little it could be of uh sameness of content in two different scripts calls for an expulsion from the university <gasps> so i told these guys we are actually playing with fire mm. we should plead guilty to the charges mm. such that they give us Something a lesser, lesser. punishment mm. because that's straight law that is uh, the tradition of the law mm. If a person pleads guilty to something if they admit having committed a certain offense mm. you cannot give them the exact punishment there is for, for that yeah, just like someone that wasted your time mm. so i tell them they are like no we are actually going to carry on with defending ourselves i told them okay apologies for going off the course of the team me i'm pleading guilty because i knew i would be given a lesser punishment so i write my response to the charges in which i plead fell out of course of course there are those feelings but um, th there is that kind of bond you get when you're going through a trial when mm. you're going through a tribulation with people mm. it actually bonds you more mm. maybe they would have thought that maybe i would have also thought the same about them but you're selling them out and yeah, stuff yeah that but but I really thought it was the best thing for us. Mm. So for them of course they continued with, with not him. pleading guilty. Mm. Yeah. But personally I did. Mm. And uh when my trial came about I was suspended for only one semester. Mm. 
because of having uh, pleaded guilty and also being a first time offender you know mm. it was really heartbreaking mm. i don't remember a point in but time I thought, I thought you knew they were going to maybe give you a list what list what did you expect what be- list of punishment because did the you punishment expect? available in the law is expulsion mm. so, I, so i knew i could not um argue along <laughs> a line that could lead me to that mm. so i chose to go for pleading guilty Mm. and get a lesser punishment but what of course, lesser punishment did you expect i expected maybe two semesters of suspension mm-hmm. but yeah but in in the morning before the trial actually started mm. the person to prosecute us told us that if you plead guilty they are giving you only one semester because you're finalists mm. unlike people in other years mm. because that was a, a different um case for them mm. because as we were in final year they had to somehow be lenient and mm. considerate so mm. considering the fact that you're a finalist you've pleaded guilty a first time offender mm. all that kind of uh, thing they were lenient enough to give me only one semester but of course reality kicks in even when you're given this little punishment mm. per se reality kicks in at a, a point in time and you recall that you're actually close to finish in the program mm, you know mm, it hits you it hits you like i was hits near differently, yeah definitely so as i was walking out of that room where i got suspended from i recalled all the toil we've had to come to, to go through the sleepless nights you know the exams for the everything. exams the frustration the stress that you are now this close to completing and you throw it all away so of course you just have to break down you have to break down and that was uh, the beginning point of um a very dark experience i had mentally as mm. a person mm. i had to go through and alhamdulillah eventually think defeated it mm. yeah later on later on so the uh, in in a few minutes because we have a, still a lot to talk about how was this suspension let, let, let for me you? have some water oh it's you okay said, <laughs> you said you still have a lot to talk about <laughs> <laughs> You could have some water. Well, I think this episode we just call it the trial of Faizo Kato. Definitely. <laughs> the trial. That, like the trial of the Chicago 7, the trial of everything. Anyways, so how was this whole de- depression state? Like, what did you get from it? From the from when you were suspended? And what, how, to what extent were you depressed? Because most times when we see people who are depressed... Oh, they're having some problems. I had a friend. We fell out because they weren't listening to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we were hanging out. It, it that was, is a very valid reason, of And course. we were hanging out a lot. And I was like, and he was telling me he has ADHD. He can't concentrate for a long time. Oh. But then I had had him mm. for like some time. I was like, okay, okay, okay. Let me leave you. But it got to a time. It was now like nine months down the road. I'm like, mm. I can't tolerate this. I hang mm. out with you. People who are abroad give me feedback and tell me, maybe they're listening for one minute. Why don't you? So um, I may have kind of downplayed his illness. Mm. I was like, law. And you get time to have sleepless nights on TikTok, mm. you know, because he used to tell me he he he's, he he was having was he, like he spent the whole night on TikTok. So, but um, so he started feeling like it's a point of priorities that he wasn't prioritizing your work. Yes, he wasn't prioritizing. Like, I mean, we ha- if I mean if we hang out together every mm. day, we talk about every other thing. Mm. But my <laughs> podcast, <laughs> no. He so, never even comments. Because you why, what what you can't comment on something you haven't listened to. So I, I kind of downplayed that. 
but I've, as I've come to to come through things, I was like, um, you you don't you don't. However much you may think it's very little. So this someone had had their car broken down. Their car had broke down, and they were like, I'm not feeling well. I can't think anymore. I'm mm. like, boy, you mm. have the money to work, to work on the car. Mm. Like, what are you depressed <laughs> about? Like, do the money. Like, I have the money. What is wrong now? I'm depressed. The car is not mine. But like, you have the money to work on the car. Why are you depressed? Mm. Or why are you feeling sad? So um, we have that stigma around things that we, we we downplay mm. people's people's mental health mental health tools and by nakajanja bali mukwekoza. Um, for you, did you ever have those instances? And how deep was your this dark state of yours, your depression? Okay. Um, of course. But one thing I realized before I even delve into uh, breaking down how much and the extent of the depression that I had. One thing I realized that is actually very, very good to avoid mm. is having pent up um, negative emotions mm. in you. Mm. For example, if maybe you set out to achieve a certain mark mm. in in a paper mm. that you've sat for mm. and you fall short of achieving that, maybe you've passed but you did not get the 70 that you wanted or the 80, whatever that you are working for. Mm. Of course, you're not going to feel nice about it. Mm. So this negative feeling you're having is going to leave a mark somewhere in your soul. Mm. Then what happens is uh, the following day maybe, or maybe after some time, you dress up very well, in your opinion. Mm. You think you've killed it. Then you walk out of your room. As you're headed, wherever you're headed, someone tells you, but I think you can swap this green shirt with maybe yellow. Mm that negative comment as well it's going to have a certain impact on you how you feeling someone. because day. you've put in a lot of energy you've you've you thought ironed, like i'm, I'm yes I'm you've looked at yourself it. in the mirror multiple times you know <laughs> hey. and someone gives you this negative comment mm. so that is also going to affect you so you're going to have um, a piling of different negative um emotions and effects in you somewhere maybe in your mind maybe in your heart wherever in your body that mm. is going to happen mm. so when you have a breaking point you react in excess unlike mm. a person that had someone to talk to unlike mm. a person that had someone to complain to without mm. any fear of judgment mm, for that person yeah because you, you see how we have a lot of friends maybe but if you are to sit a person down and ask them Mm. who amongst your friends can you complain to without any fear of, of, of judgment who can who is okay with your complaints definitely with your, with, with your uh, being picky and being hard to impress and all that kind of thing so I, I think it's about the lack of platforms like this one for example where people can come and vent and and blow off some steam and mm you know, speak mm. Mm. about uh, the too much that they are sitting on mm. in their hearts. Mm. If you can have that, even when a person goes through a sudden challenge mm. that is too heavy for them to bear, maybe, mm. they are not going to react to it excessively. Mm. So that's just a point of caution. Yeah. So, yes, it's true. I had... Um, I, I, I got depressed, to be honest, and I got mildly suicidal mildly mm. 
because wow. I felt like a loser. Mm. You know? And did yes, you get any yes. stigma from your family members? Like wakuzotiashinawanaki. we no family. Like a whole you like did you get that kind no, of stigma, no. those kind of comments? <laughs> no, I, I actually understand we are Muslim people we are, we are not supposed to be making a lot of reference to music. But mm. there is that song by Kenan. I think it's called in the beginning. Mm. He says that people get held back a lot by the voices inside them. Mm. And the challenge is because I know there is stigma mm. out there when you lose, when you miss out on something. Best, ex- best the basic example I can give. I know someone could look at it as far-fetched. Mm. When Arsenal missed out on the title, <laughs> people were busy tagging us in their posts, you know, yes. making a lot of fun about us. So even when there is silence and you feel like, okay, people are not making fun of you. Okay, you feel like people have forgotten mm. that Arsenal lost the title. The next time Arsenal is going to miss out on something, mm. even when they do not tag you, you're going to feel like, they are actually doing it. Mm. They are just not Tagging doing you. it openly mm. for me to notice. But it's in their hearts, they do, are. Yes. So it's now your emotions that are becoming a challenge. Your mm. thoughts in the head. Mm. The voices that we hear that are now holding you back. Mm. So definitely, I did not experience it outrightly or openly where someone told me that. How mm. can you do this? How can you mess up? No. Mm. But I always had a feeling because I've, I've I've heard how maybe we can even uh, talk about people that have gotten certain uh, challenges that have fallen uh, short somewhere, mm. how we get to comment about them. With me also being inclusive, we, we judge celebrities, <laughs> oh, ah, we yes. judge football players. Mm. We have that judging tendency in us, mm. you know, that culture in us. So I knew that maybe in their heads they were doing the same. Mm. So it became also a challenge. They might have you. You knew they might have you knew that you you knew they might have been doing that. You yeah. had a feeling, but were their actions saying otherwise? Because you, you maybe they could have been Definitely. Actually, I don't think I've ever experienced a lot of love from people like I did during that period. Mm. From my family. To the friends I have, I had a friend at hostel. He shifted right now to mm. some other hostel, but during that point in time, he used to check on me every day. Wow. He used to pass by mm. and check on me, tell me a lot of jazz about Arsenal, about football, <laughs> just to make to make sure that I was in the right moods all the time. Mm. Then some other friends on phone they text you just to check on to check on you. They they, they send you clips of maybe music clips of maybe football to keep you uh, rejuvenated mm, then happy. also my sister was always calling me checking on me mm. then i have a friend of mine she told me whenever i come across her i must get a hug you know mm. so i i appreciate and i got to experience the efforts that people put in that were putting in keeping me as a person rejuvenated and i i really think it contributed immensely to uh, the defeat later on. Now let's talk about this suicidal part. What exactly? Like, <sighs> like I still cause I, and I get it. People yeah. get really suicidal. Yes, people may other people may say it's selfish, blah 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 blah. But I still, cause I haven't reached that point in my life. Alhamdulillah. And Alhamdulillah. And you pray you never. Oh, I pray never. But like, what? Like, 
you see, you see, the issue is, as a person, you set targets for mm. yourself. You mm. have goals that you want to achieve. But now the problem comes in where maybe other people are aware, mm. and maybe other people are also supporting you to reach those targets and those goals. Mm. So when you fail in your pursuit, you get pressure from not only you, but also from the feeling of disappointing other people. Mm. Mm. So, so, so you're like, I cannot wear this suit of shame. I cannot be the cause of uh, of uh, other people's heartbreak and disappointment. Like, you know a lot of people, for example, you know it, most of the people that know me, especially in our Muslim community, they call me counsel. Mm. They could find it difficult if we told them to bring you Faizo. But if you told them to bring you counsel, mm. they would quickly come to me. Mm. So, because in your head you're thinking, now these people call me counsel. So these people knew that I was in my final semester. You know? Mm. You, you know some other people have already been telling you about how they're waiting for you to get done. And they start opening up files and cases <laughs> with you. You get... So, you're like... I have not only disappointed myself, but also the people mm. out there. So, mm. like, how can I put an end to this? Mm. Then the thought crosses your mind. But you're like, mm. ah, no, 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 no. Islamically, when you kill yourself, Jannah cannot mm. cannot be yeah. your place. You know, all these other things. Mm. And then you're like, what the fuck? I'm not the first one. But you're like, I'm not the first one. People have gone through it. And... They've gotten Def- back on their feet. Definitely. What makes me think that I cannot? Mm. So you're like, okay, it's just a matter of time until we get back on our feet on and our feet give time. it a try again. Definitely. So now, in extension, I think we could talk about how you got out. What are those things you did to get out of this situation? Um, personally, I really think all other cases of uh, mental health challenges, mm. the character of a person contributes immensely to how, to how they the challenge, to how they overcome. Mm. Because personally, I am very strong-willed mm. that it is so hard to influence me on something mm. if I've not made peace with it in the first place. Mm. So, people were telling me about different ways of coping with the challenge. Mm. People give you different pieces of advice. But mm. personally, I was like, I'm going to do it my way. Mm. And what I chose to do was to not skip any stage. So, I Whenever I felt like it's now shedding tears, <laughs> I shed the tears. Whenever I felt like, <laughs> to be honest, whenever I felt like it's now locking myself up in my room and thinking out loud, I did that. Whenever I felt like, okay, now I can talk to someone about it, just to quarrel, and I don't want any interruptions, just allow me quarrel and vent, I did that. Mm. 
And the other thing that I did was to do the things I love. Mm. I think that is uh, one of the biggest periods, that plus COVID, where I got to invest myself so much into soccer. Mm. Learn about football, learn new things about the game, um, learn about it in general, basically. Mm. Then Mm. also, I listen to music a lot. Mm. A lot. That's why today... I know a lot of lyrics. I know <laughs> a lot about music today mm. because I chose to do that. You know, to music, get you out. Yeah, music has that power of influence. Mm. It can shape your feelings. It can either take you in low vibrations or in high vibrations. High vibrations. It has that ability. That ability yeah. yeah, so that's what I chose to do and also to keep optimistic mm. that yes, the, 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 the term of suspension is long, but it's eventually going to come to an end. Definitely. Um, on, the, on that point, you went into venturing into stuff that you love. We have a problem nowadays with the youth, and I, I think it's a problem, yeah. where they are seeking, and not even just the youth, everyone, they are seeking for outward satisfaction, even before, validation. you know, outward validation, even before they feel comfortable within themselves mm. even because someone can go and say i can't like they can't satisfy themselves i would say in, in a way that they are okay with how how happy they are mm. or how sad whatever they are going through is mm. they have to have some extra influence maybe let's say that drugs or maybe mm. the alcohol mm. like they need something like extra something something extra Mm. and they i think it's supposed to start with you Mm. it's supposed to feel yourself Mm. and when you feel yourself all these other things you may do all these other things but you're doing them because for some other reasons not just to make you feel better Mm. so what can you say about that because people need to actually know that they need to invest in themselves they need to feel comfortable with themselves i think by the way, one of the positives I got out of that period mm. that is in line with the question is that towards uh, towards the end of the suspension, I embarked on a self-discovery journey. Mm, mm, mm. Self-discovery, which also breeds into self-awareness, is very important. Mm. And I think it is one of the aspects in adulting or maturing that we tend to overlook especially in in um, settings like africa Mm. or in um, societies like uganda Mm. i i I think like you've said and you've stressed very well it has to start with you Mm. it is okay other people can have a version in their heads of who you are Mm. but do you have a version in your head of who you are you as a person uninfluenced mm. without the texts and opinions of other people mm. when you sit down you as an individual mm. you can actually we can we can actually sample we can carry out a study or survey whatever and start with our university here you sit people down ask them who they are just one question who are you it could be difficult for them to answer satisfactorily mm. because they don't know we, we are living lives that are chosen for us by other people maybe parents maybe you know some people that at some point we we, we hold as uh, maybe role models maybe someone someone in your family ask someone why they're doing a certain course ask someone why they're you know 
they are doing something, why they are pursuing for that girl or for that boy. In most cases, it's because someone recommended. In most or I'm cases, doing it to please someone, to get off my back. One, definitely. You want to impress, which is so wrong. Mm. Because there is that ikigai uh, theory of the Japanese. Mm. They say that for you to enjoy life and maybe what you do, you have to find an intersection between what you're passionate about as a person and how you're going to benefit the mm. world. Mm. So let's say what you're passionate about is football mm. or the law or politics or business. They are saying, yes, that's where you have to focus. Mm. But also ask yourself, how are you going to turn this into something that benefits the people around you? Mm. But it roots in passion. And passion comes from your heart, uninfluenced. Mm. And for you to to find out what you're passionate about, you embark on a self-discovery journey. Yes. Sit yourself down, ask yourself, what do I like? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Mm. You know? What what are the things that piss me off? What things piss most of the people in the world off, but they don't to me? Mm. What are my daydreams? Mm. You know, because we all have those things that you dream about, <laughs> but maybe you know in your heart of hearts that it's going to be hard for you to achieve them, or mm. maybe you may not even ever achieve, achieve them, them. You know, ask yourself those questions, and once you become self-aware and you get answers to all those things, in my own opinion. You shut all your points of perception to what the world has to say. If people are like, you cannot do it. When you, in your heart of hearts, you found that you can, don't mind what they have to say. Embark on, on achieving it. Um, and then still on that case, there are people who know who they are, what they want. They have they have figured out who they are, but of course figuring out who you are is a, is a lifelong journey. But at, that, at this point, they know who they are. But still now... They have the impediment mm. that is the older generation. Mm. The impediment, of course, societies want to be the, the society, the older generation. Mm. And I, th- I think they are impediment that's the older generation because the older generation is now influ- will even influence we, mm. some, of, some of our generation, mm. how we think. Mm. Those who haven't been out to maybe explore and maybe, uh, um, what's it called, have exposure mm. about life. So now, what would you tell those ones? Because now they know, but there's this cons—no, I would say conservativeness. Mm. The older generation, the influence of the older generation. Yes. Um. To be honest with you, I've heard very many people say he borrowed it from somewhere, but <coughs> I know it from him. Mm. There is a statement Bobby Wine made mm. when he had just won the race of uh, MP in his. Uh, area where he was Chad Dondo. Yeah. I think it was a, an interview he had here at the university, mm. Makere, and he said that every generation, to quote him, mm. every generation has its own responsibilities. Mm. For the Mandelas, it was apartheid and, uh, you know, having South Africa freed. back, uh, freed and back into the hands of the black people. Uh, for the Museveni's in, in Uganda here, it was to fight against tyranny and dictatorship and whatnot, you know. Mm. Every generation, and very many other people he mentioned, but what I like out of that is that every generation has its responsibility. Yes. And I think, mm. as a generation, ours is to turn that 
struggle around yes there is the influence of um the old guard of our parents of our fatherly figures motherly figures and whatnot mm. but we have a responsibility to deliver ourselves into the ideal world we want into a world where people can pursue for their dreams not mm. to live the dreams of other people yes and that starts with us each one of us pursuing for their dream because what happens i really believe psychologically as parents what happens is if let's say i want to become a football referee and i fail because my parent maybe wants me to become a pilot mm. so they tell me whenever they find me reading uh, uh sports books. Uh, mm-hmm. sports sports uh, books maybe uh, flipping through the pages of the newspaper to the back end where there is football content and they tell me you're not supposed to do it you, you're supposed to be focusing on your books do you even know physics do you even, you know you're supposed to be studying astronomy and all that what is going to happen is that yes eventually because they are in control because i'm in their sphere of influence mm. i'm going to listen to what they're telling me yes i'm going to pursue a dream that is theirs mm. and eventually i may not have the time to now catch up on chasing for my dream. What you doing? What you want? So what what I'm going to do is to do the same on my children. Oh. When I get them. Mm. Because I want to see how it feels like when someone is a football referee, someone that is close to me, you know? <laughs> yes, in study. Okay. I've already said I wanted my I want to be an architect. Mashallah. So I was like my child has to be an architect. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but for me I think I'm 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 not, I'm not, I'm not really going to go in that line. I would really like to groom them into it. I don't know if even... But even nowadays, people are saying grooming is bad because <laughs> it's, it's very manipulative. Very, very manipulative. But I, I, I would... I, I don't know if it will be possible. I don't know how I'll maneuver it, but I would like to have an architect for my, for my, for my child. I don't know. Because I, I, I failed at it. I, 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 I really think it's not a bad thing to mm. wish uh, for your children to be such... Uh, people mm. to to work or end up in such lines of profession like architecture but i think it's better off if it comes from them mm. maybe why, i should just why, pray why, about why, it why today we have definitely why today we have a lot of hustle culture going on a lot of unhappy workers in places of work and jobs mm. it is because very many people are tapped and tricked into work that they don't want they didn't discover themselves the problem the truth about life is it is difficult yeah it is hard Mm. so what can compensate you for that is when you want it i always give my friends an example that is a quote they gave me when i was entering university exactly campus is hard choose your poison exactly that's the point the best example i give to my friends because i think it's better to draw examples from things we can relate with mm. is of a girl mm. you like her mm. but maybe she's in a different class or whatever kind of illusions you can come up with in your head mm. if you like her you're going to go for her yes there is no option mm. you're going to go for her mm. and what is motivating even when she says no even when she continues to reject you is the feeling you have for her mm. that's what you have to transfer to even careers 
to even life choices, other mm. life choices. Mm. When you like something, however difficult it is, you're going to continue giving it a shot until you achieve out of and it. And the more you go for it, the more it becomes easier exactly. for you. Exactly. Just like the girl analogy mm. that we are using, mm. the more you keep around her. That old American saying, if you hang around a barber shop long enough, sooner or later you're going to get a haircut. Mm. And But what is going to keep you hanging around the barber shop is the passion, the desire to get a haircut one day. Yeah. Definitely. So we must nurture as a generation because I believe it's us to either make or break especially our country. Yes, and the future. And also to shape. If, if Uganda is to become better, let's now zero it down to our country. Mm. That rests a lot on, on the us. current teens. The yes. Gen Z you mean and the, the 1990s Z. kids. Yes, the Gen Z. Because I mean, it's us next. It's us next. Mm. So what is our perspective like? Mm. How is um, our... who Actually, who are our think tank? We need to answer all those questions. Mm. But at the end of the day, we must give priority to pursuing for things that we want. Mm. Yeah. Yes, for us, it might have failed. For some for some people, obviously, it has a bit failed because they're in stuff they don't like. And then they finish campus and they're like, I don't like this. Then they go to what they want eventually. I think as youth, wherever, when you're going to raise your kids, when you're giving birth to your kids, when you're creating all these families, you have to make sure that... And I think mm. the, 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 the whites have already reached there, most mm. of them. They, are really, they really give in to the passion of the kids. Like, what... They, they let the kid take the, yeah, the lead and then they, they just want. they just guide and limit yeah. and adjust where where definitely, necessary de- definitely definitely you see the problem with us like you mentioned actually earlier is conservativeness mm. we are too conservative for us as a society we think they are pro- there are professions that are going to give you money mm. For us, we think that there are things if you do them, you're not going to get money. Mm. Yet in other communities and in other worlds, these are the things that are giving people more money. Definitely. The truth is, yes, a traditional job, the traditional professions, the way we know them, with the way the world is losing interest in them, you know, mm. with with the way the world is always getting exposed to the dark side of of. Uh, of, of uh, those traditional professions. You mm. look at lawyers, for example, mm. in 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 uh, economies that are prospering, like Nigeria. Yesterday we were having a talk about Eboka, mm. Obi mm. the Nigerian, a lawyer by profession, but he chose to venture into the entertainment industry as a compire or mm. an MC. Mm. You know, mm. you you have a lot of musicians in the Nigerian entertainment industry that are lawyers. Mm. The the the, the the falls, mm. uh-huh. mm. and uh, very many others. Have, the names have so gotten out yeah. of my head, but at least I know council falls, mm. <laughs> and there are also council here. There are also council here. Uh, Santana, that guy that does yeah, people, yeah. definitely he he is a rapper. So it all goes back at the end of the day to what you want mm. as a person. Life is not only about making money. I was reading about. Uh, the disorder that the Roca family had, they feared poverty so much <laughs> to a point where, because you know, they are, I think, the richest family in the US. Yes, I, I was watching some series about them. They are 
centuries of rich definitely decades of rich but because they had a fear for poverty very many of them ended up committing suicide oh my god because they never wanted to experience poverty if it were to come (laughs) their way you get never definitely so that is proof enough that money is not enough for you to be happy Mm. you need it we need it and we should advocate for everyone to make as much money they can Mm. but life is also there for you to enjoy do something you want do something you're passionate about mm. something that is going to give you content when you've done it that's what's the right you, you're going to get the sense of accomplishment that i've honestly done something i'm happy about mm. that's what we have to preach that's what we have uh, to extend as a message to especially the young generations Ooh, now this young generation who is shaping it <laughs> That's the next question. Definitely. This generation, the nine, cause now the focus is the nineties kids. Those who were born from nineteen ninety yeah. up until maybe two thousand five. Mm. You know, who is shaping them? We have, um, as a country now, definitely. If we are to reduce it to a country, yes. to the country, a level, we have a challenge. Mm. That, to be honest with you, we do not have role models. Mm. The vacuum of role models is quite big in this country. Mm. I don't mean that we do not have key figures in different disciplines and uh, and uh, areas of profession. They are there. We have the lawyers, we have the teachers, we have the politicians and whatnot. But if you are to ask people that are aspiring to also join those fields, mm. join those disciplines, chances are high that few of them are going to tell you someone that is Ugandan, if any. Mm. Few of them are going to tell you someone that is African. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. And that is becoming a challenge. Mm. Because if you do not have people in your vicinity, people in your immediate, that you look up to, you will always have, on a scale of 1 to 100, you will have at least 70% an idea that, yes, you can make it, but there will be this 30 that will tell you you cannot. Mm. And in as much as you try and fail in your pursuit for this particular thing, mm. the, the, the scale of you not making it is going to widen. Mm. From 30 to maybe 35 mm. to maybe 40. By the time you've had enough hurdles to skip over, it's now even bigger than the, pac- the, the, the possibility of you making it. Yeah. Unlike a Nigerian teenager or a Nigerian generation z mm. uh person who would wish to become the richest in africa and they have a little dangote there they, they have the they Adelekes, have, they have the Lumelus, uh-huh. you want to win the grammy you have a you have attempts to look you want a, you want an oscar you have a thames and and the problem is actually we should also talk about the fact that here we are so pessimistic oh god i, d- I don't know why because Okay, of course someone will ask you who did Thames look up to to win uh, the, the Grammy mm. or Rema for him to become... On the, bo- on the billboard right now. Th- th- the there, was, there was a basis. Maybe they hadn't won the Grammy, but they had won the BET mm. and they had dominated the charts. Mm. When you take the list of previous African BET winners, mm. Nigerians are dominating. Mm. So they had that. The problem with us here, when someone gives it a choice, we just criticize negatively tell them they can never 
instead of motivating them, there is always what, what is the, the, the English saying that there is always a silver lining on every dark cloud. Definitely. Focus on that. And you know, and you Focus know, I see, and I've recently I've seen people actually um, confusing it or trying to blanket it with it's just violence, it's just banter. But it's not. It's not. It's because you know, these words you say, someone is reading them and is taking them in. Mm, definitely. Like, why are you even doing that? If at all there's something to criticize, maybe go in the inbox, maybe go to the managers, all that stuff. Then also to, to, to a bit of the role models. Growing up also, when people would ask, when someone would, I would ask, who is your role model? Mm. I have, when you say that vacuum, I kind of felt like when I when I would say maybe Oprah Winfrey, mm. maybe who, I was like, oh, they are my role models, but uh, there's something that's lucky, and I think you have brought it out um when, when in our recent talks, and I would say, but my mom is a more of a role model to me than any of these people. Definitely, because she's close to you. She's close to me, and I have seen her work ethic. I have seen what she does to make things go. And for me, I will tell you, I think my biggest competition is my parents. Marshall. Like, I feel like... That is a fairer perspective. Like, my biggest competition is my parents. Mm. I would say that. And I, and I, and I always, I'm like, oh my God. And whenever they say something, I'm like, okay. Whenever I'm in places with them and people are seeing them, I'm like, okay. Definitely. What is happening here? Mm. So, and you know, back then I used to downplay it. I was like, ah, when I say my mom is my role model, I'm like, but who is she? Like, mm. you know? And I, I always thought it's supposed to be someone famous. Mm. Someone people know. That mm. should be a role model. And I think why we do that. So that when people say, I am Oprah is your role model, they see maybe the level of success you are you want to achieve. Mm. Maybe they can also relate to you know what you're doing. And mm. I, think, I, I think that's how I could deduct it. But now I could see it that even though it's someone in your community and they have those things, those nice virtues, why, they could be why, why I would actually advocate for us to have role models in our midst mm. because to me, my own, in my own understanding, the role of those people that we idolize, the, the role of role models is not to trigger what we want mm. to become. No. Mm. That has to be answered by you. Remember when we advocated for it before, mm. that you as a person you must introspect sit yourself down find out what you want mm. then after you've located that mine is podcasting mine is uh, journalism my mine is uh, being a politician or a football or whatever then look out for a person you're going to shape your journey around mm. so you already you already know what you want to become but you're looking at this person that's why they say you look up to them. Mm. You're going to be walking towards their heights, mm. where they are. Mm. I, I think sometimes we misinterpret it. We feel like, because Obama speaks so well, I like his oratory as a person. Mm. I feel like I want to become president because I'm impressed by how he speaks. Mm. Then later on, you, you feel like you're so much into fo football. Then you're like, I like Pep Guardiola. I'm looking up to him. That kind of unsettlement first figure out what you want to become then after you figured it out get someone that you're going to idolize or shape your journey around mm. and it is way better off if they are in around your vicinity because, because you can you, actually you can reach even, out to them yes definitely you can even approach them you can talk to them one of the people i grew up watching and idolizing and i wanted to become like is uh, the honorable muhammad in Seroko. Mm. and lately alhamdulillah 
we, we were in position to meet and talk and have a very good conversation mm. you know mm. but just imagine if my idol or the person I, I wanted in that particular time is Joe Biden or Barack Obama what are the chances of me meeting him before he dies or before right. I die <laughs> exactly so sometimes we just make our lives difficult mm. but again it goes back to the fact that the people that are meant to be role models have not done enough mm. to attain role model status in this country definitely you have celebrities that very many people would have looked up to but they go in clubs and start spending money spending money and uh, squandering money mm. that's mm. the word i was looking for they start squandering it you have celebrities that beat uh, border border riders mm. you know mm. The, 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 the child out there that has been looking up to you and wanted to become as good an artist as you, they are going to be turned off mm. by this behavior. And, and they, they and may not like, be turned like, off, but they, they even carry on with what you're doing. Definitely. Unlike, unlike the Rihannas. No, because we are in a world where you're going to compare. Oh, okay. You have a Rihanna in the US that when she feels like she has now done enough in her music career, She's going to go back, is it Barbados, yeah, where she does. comes from, and do charity. Yes. How many artists here do that? Mm. You know, mm. politicians, when you, you understand the Ugandan populace, they mm. are not as literate English-wise as you are. Mm. Instead, there is that line about uh, that Nelson Mandela said, when you want to communicate to people, speak to their hearts, not their minds. Mm instead of coming on TV or on radio or wherever and using this good English that people are not going to understand. Don't understand at all. Definitely. Come, do it like the Honorable Chagulani. Mm. I'm actually guaranteeing to you, very many of the people that came into politics before he did are not going to have people referring to them as uh, role, role models, models like he is. Because I'm sure today he has very many people, especially in the ghetto, that refer to him and refer to him as their role model. And, that, and however, however much you may downplay that, definitely. it is a lot. He's scoring. Because at the end of the day, you want people to still remember you for who you are. Yes. You want to feel that impact in the lives of people. Mm. But the reason as why those people do not achieve it is because they play their cards wrongly. Mm. They are more Americanized and maybe ang- Anglicanized mm. instead of being Ugandanized and doing the good. For the Ugandans that yes, are here. So definitely. When you're a politician, exactly. Do what you want, but make sure you communicate and people understand. Mm. You get. Mm. When you communicate and they, the way Chagulanya has done it, this is why he has won over the youths. Mm. Unlike maybe other people in um, uh, the political spectrum. So that's what I think that um, we need those role models, but maybe we could become the, the role models. You never know. Maybe we, me yes, and you, definitely. <laughs> yes, we could become the role models. So yeah, I think the youth really need to go into, you know, um, thinking. This called thinking, self, self, yeah. self reflection discovery, and yeah. self discovery, and looking at all these things how they can become better people. And we are, we are, we are in we are a country that doesn't. I think we have an ADHD problem as a country. I would say mm. that we do not settle. We are everywhere because this is experienced in the media, and as a person of, of, of who said in communications, I've seen it a lot in the in the in the in the news. Mm. Um, you, now you, let's give let's give an example of this expired courses narrative that went around. Definitely. 
I would like I would like to cause people were telling us when people when the media is doing stories they mm. they, they have an intention they have a mm. goal. This one could have been to bring out the incompetences mm. of the government or different mm. people, mm. but the it's way they yeah the way but the way the way they brought it was very alarming. It was very like it it was brought out of proportion expired courses. Like me, I actually didn't really take it as an issue mm. personally. I was like expired courses. Mm. I, I didn't really give it much energy until like I think Monday evening, but like we have we are a generation that moves on a lot. Mm. We can't select. We have this has come onto stage. Mm. Let us get to it and mm. let us finish it. Mm. But I think I think it's also attributed to maybe our people in influence who maybe mm. bring up all different stuff mm. to hoodwink us, mm. to make us forget, exactly. to d- derive us from the what actually is the point. And I think it's still on us as a collective to say into this mm. what happened to this. Mm. You know? So like we first conclude on something before we, we get to before some we other thing. Sto- don't kubuza kubuza some, some, some other thing you've also triggered my mind too when you were telling me about this whole uh expired courses saga and how it was reported. I think we lost the spirit of patriotism yeah. as a people. You, you're going to find little to no Ugandans that are proud of being Ugandan. Mm. To be honest with like, you. Okay, <laughs> you, see, you, see, you see Nigerians. <laughs> I, I, I like Nigerians a lot as a case study. Mm. You see Nigerians how their celebrities are going to don their culture where... They are God, they, yes. They, they've, they've even had a president that had this as his official attire. I think it's uh, former Buhari. president Obasanjo. Obasanjo. Actually, even Buhari has mm. a lot of pictures around mm. when he is in uh, that... The cultural wear. Yeah, the cultural wear. Um, when they are reporting about their country, the spirit with which they do it, mm. they are protective of the image. They mind how is a person going to perceive it, a person that is not Uganda. Mm. Yes, we want to communicate that there are expired courses, maybe, that are being done. But can can you do it in a manner that is not going to tarnish the university like Makere, for example, which was once the Harvard of Africa, mm. you know? Mm. We, we do not have that spirit in us anymore. And it goes back Have you ever to the question, have you ever had patriots? that people look up to and be like, I want to be like that person. Mm. The patri- Maybe they're there, but we also have a culture of not celebrating our people. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> because We yeah, celebrate yeah, them when they are dead. Definitely. And then even though they are dead, I, I was seeing one who was it, it was an MTV special. This guy... Today was we even celebrate the... the death of people <laughs> instead of what the journeys. Like because because I think it's because we are enraged because these people yeah, have yeah, like yeah. what these very people who should be celebrating, but because they have left this track record, we have no option. Now that speaks to the responsibility as a generation we have, mm. we and really, it's supposed to be us. It's really, on us. Yes, it's on it's us. It's the weight that is on us. It's us that are this exposed. It's us that know what happens in Nigeria and how it can be oh my brought God, yes. into now you say it. life. Now you as know? you say it, yes, I we, hear we, it. We, we have the exposure. Trust me, one of the reasons as to why you're consistently delivering on your podcast is because you know that it can take you somewhere. It can have a certain impact on society, on community. Yeah. Unlike a person... Uh, that is in maybe generation boomers, you mm. know, to them they look at this as a luxury. Mm. 
they think for you if you want to communicate seriously go to tv mm. or radio and mm. speak from there mm. but for you you've seen it you've seen how much influence a podcast can have yes how much influence a twitter page can have mm. you know mm. so because we have that exposure that exposure leads us into being hungry for what we are seeing happening elsewhere to happen here mm. it's us with the exposure with the hunger Mm. So we must make sure that we do something amicably, do something legally, do something uh, that we can to have an impact and I think, on community. And I think one of the generation, one of the people who have, who have been, who was it? Was it Abim Chibisa? Other mm. people have been saying it. What we have at our disposal, at our arm's length, the exposure, the, the fact that the world is now a global village Definitely. is a lot. Because you're getting information from all these spheres and you can use it to better your, your society and your environment and your community. But now we, are, we as a country, I'm seeing the youth themselves because we now, can you imagine having a headline where I'm saying, Ugandans will take the most alcohol. But then, <laughs> but then I, I, there's, another conf, there's another report that came out from, a, from the alcohol companies actually. No, no, like it's not actually that Ugandans take out of alcohol. But it's a small section of, of the Ugandans who are excessively taking it. That are addicted. They are addicted to it. And yes, that, that may be a small section, but I think, I don't know. Don't, don't, don't you think you can somehow relate this with the other headline of, I think, 14 million Ugandans mm. being mentally not okay? Mm. You see, things, different dots can be connected and joined to come up with one point of meaning. Mm. If we are the most alcohol-consuming country, maybe in Africa, mm. and somewhere in a very good position in the rankings in the world, then at the same point you have this big percentage of people mentally unwell. Who are still going out for that extra and, thing and, to satisfy to themselves. to break your heart the most, we have the youngest population in the world. What does that mean? But it's actually the young it, ones. It really means that we have to wake up. Us that can think, us that think that we can do something, let's do that little we can. Mm. You know? Because by being young, it means we still have a bright future. We have vibrance. We have vigorousness. Mm. The question becomes, how do we capitalize on that mm. to bring about positivity, mm. to make our society better? Mm. Yes? That is the question. But if these are the figures and the statistics about the country, uh, most consuming of alcohol. 14 million mentally, 14, see, mentally And the youngest population in the world. To be honest with you, something has to be done. Something has to be done. Yeah. Wow. For the lack of, um, not even for the lack, but for, for, the, for the interest of time. Yeah. <laughs> we have definitely. to cut this short. Definitely. Because people are not, as you see, we have a problem of HDHD. People can't show us <laughs> for all this long. But to whoever has been listening in up until this moment, thank you so much. And I really like this conversation. It has been very insightful. And please send this to someone else who you think it can influence. Don't just listen, people. And I think when if you have reached this point of listening to the episode, you see that there is a difference. Um, you see that what have what, what has been talked about is quite has some meat to the bone to it. It's not just something that is very bony. It has meat to it, and it has a lot of meaning to it. So please, 
if you're the change maker wherever you are implement it it starts with you we, we keep on saying this thing, but actually it does start with you because as, as, as what you have been saying yeah. um you know how we have been having a generation of our parents who are conservative yeah i'm thinking for our kids they're going to have parents who are mentally who are unstable. everywhere who are mentally unstable we're going to have our kids be actually our parents with with the way we are going, yeah. because you're gonna be, we're gonna give birth to kids who are actually bright, who are, who may be known what they want, and now they're the ones. I think you've seen the, those kind of movies or settings whereby yeah. like the young child is fending for the alcoholic mother, the mother is doing this, and this child has to like help the mother. I'm quite of seeing it us going that way, but um, thank you so much for whoever's listening to the Cucumber Method podcast. Um, this has been for the month of May. Um, a lot is to I'm st- I'm cooking a lot. I'm cooking a lot. Pray for me to pass our exams and Faizo to pass also his exams. Um, any last words for the listeners? And um, first of all, I want to thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be hosted uh, in such a very fashionable manner. <laughs> I've had sips of uh, some good water offered by the cucumber method. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Water is being, life. Water is healthy. That, yeah, for being that generous. Then, um, lastly, I want to just advocate for uh, the principles that we've been speaking around: mm. self-discovery, self-awareness, not giving up, mm. and having interest in the bettering of your community and your society in general. Mm. Don't o- don't only keep to yourself. Mm. Don't feel like if you have satisfied yourself then you've done enough mm. you know always feel like you still have to do more if you haven't satisfied some other person yes and we should also understand that our generation is either going to make or break the world mm. yeah thank you so much faizo thank you so much the listeners once again you can get this this, this, this cucumber method podcast from wherever you get your podcast from anchor i mean um, spotify Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts, or even in your Google search engine, just go type in the Cucumber Method and you'll actually get what you need.